Are we recording or we just... Oh, we're live. Are we live for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, word. Don doesn't lie for us. <laughs> I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. <laughs> Why would I not? Because I, I, feel... I, I didn't even hear no Chuck. That's post. He puts that in post. Oh, okay. So you got to do the ready for pod, though. Are you ready to pod? Okay, maybe not. I'm just excited that my, my guys are here with me today. We're not on Clubhouse. We're not talking over each mm-hmm. other. We, we might be a super spreader right now, maybe. I feel uh, pretty uh, confident. That yeah, I don't think we're a super spreader. No. We weren't at Tuscaloosa for oh the North Carolina uh, National Championship. Yeah. So that I was Alabama. Alabama, yeah. yeah. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. What did I say, Arkansas? You said North Carolina. Whatever, it's the South. Yeah, I was trying to say <laughs> National Championship, and I said North Carolina. It's been a minute. Yeah. You're rusty. What, what are the tools you're supposed to do before you do podcasts? Like, uh, they're tools? Yeah, they're supposed to like supposed to go through certain phrases you just got to say over and over again. Yeah, like, well, we've never Peter done Piper, that. Peter Piper, Peter Piper, Pipe Cools, and then you just get yourself together off that. Maybe. No, okay. Well, you just did it, so we're good. No doubt. Uh, but we definitely have to shout out uh, Jasmine Sullivan before we get into this uh, episode. Just because her album is amazing. The Sanders <laughs> household loves that album. So, yeah, we just got to shout out Jasmine Sullivan. I don't know if she'll ever hear this, but if anybody that knows Jasmine Sullivan yeah. happens to listen to our podcast, just tell her the Sanders family said thank you for putting that body of work together. There you go. Yeah. It was uh, from the heart. It was really from the heart. Yeah. Like, the album is amazing. Have you heard it? I have not. You should check it out. I will. Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Yeah. Note to self. So, how you been? Uh, good. Yeah, right? That's yeah, a- it's a weird question now, <laughs> you know? Like... Uh, I don't know when the last time we were in the same room. It's been a couple months, I think. And nothing's really changed. Like, neither of us have been vaccinated. Right. <laughs> but we were just kind of like, well. It's weird. Like, when if you say good, it's almost like, are you really good? Yeah. And what are you doing for it to be good <laughs> <laughs> amongst everyone else? Is yeah. Right? I know but you yeah. feel guilty about it. Like, I've, I've had, I had 2020 was awful and you know globally but like personally it was pretty good, you had a good not year. bad like, yeah. yeah not bad we never really did like a year review type thing i don't think we really need to review 2020s no much, but you doja killed it doja killed it you probably yeah. killed it i mean there's, there's, there's a lot of good it. yeah a lot of good things happening yeah i mean i'm optimistic and it's like you know this is a time to be optimistic we're two days away from a change true um we're only what like a week and a half away from an insurrection <laughs> which True. you know it can only get better i hope you know but every time i say that then something awful happens so yeah i always looked at 2020 as like preparing us for what it's going to come in 2021 yeah so we won't have any excuses if it hits the fan again but know? there was that that feeling that's like well get to get to new year's and you know you get to the new year's day and 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 things are going to get better and uh, yeah, 2021's off to a rocky start. A couple start. days later, man. yeah. You know, so I think that's kind of one of a place we can start. Yeah. First Amendment versus censorship. I know we watch a lot of these IG videos, people getting kicked out of stores. And the first thing they yell is, you're taking away my freedom of speech. Yeah. Right to liberty. And yeah. yeah. So, so that First Amendment, I'm just going to go directly uh, with it. Congress shall make no law. Respecting an establishment of gov- of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Right? Yeah. So that's freedom of speech. Yeah. And all it says is Congress shall make no law. Right. It doesn't say anything about Twitter. Right. Nothing about Starbucks. 
<laughs> right. Walmart. Yep. Target. Yep. So yeah, when people are yelling out this, oh, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, has nothing to do with private sector. No, it doesn't. And and you know, there's uh, an app that's been in the news, Parlor. Yeah. That was uh, a, a home for right wing. Yeah, but uh, like borderline extreme, but like there were 15 million users on it. So if there are 15 million white supremacists and boogaloos or what are those guys called now? Whatever. And, you know, those kind of idiots. If there are 15 million, we're we're in real trouble. So what that tells me is and, and hearing all the news coverage about the events in D.C., it was clear that there were people that really just are Republicans that support Trump that got grouped in to the craziness and that were exercising their freedom of speech. You know, they were there to peacefully protest. Because there's nothing wrong with that. Right or, right or wrong, like whether you agree with them or not, and right. I'm pretty sure neither of us do, but like, cool, you want to go protest and you want to, you know, wave the Trump flag and say that the election was stolen, all that kind of stuff, like, cool, but what happened next is because of the crazies that were with them. Right, right. And it also just shows you how mob mentality and how group thinking all that a leader works, uh, who's incentivizing and inciting you end up in Nazi Germany pretty quick. It can happen real quick. And I, you know, my my parents who always are like, you know, never forget the Holocaust, never, you know, that that could happen again. And you just kind of are like, whatever. This is the first time I've ever been like, yeah, that this could happen when you start seeing the, the pre-steps and stuff yeah start leading up because to you, like, you get yeah i mean there there was not to get off on too much of a tangent but there's like a woman who got from chicago who's been in the news who was a real estate agent who was there like took take, a private jet down there yeah taking like pictures you know champagne like well deserved after storming the capitol she's a mom at my son's school and so it's like these are yeah, now, now that's hitting right, close like, to home. Like, you're which like, it, it somehow makes me happy that she's at that school because I don't, I'm not a big fan. No, I'm, never mind. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying. So the point is that it's like this is not. It's not just the dude in the Chewbacca outfit and the face paint. You right, know, right. it's like because they ran down the, the the list of people that they had just arrested, and you had like Olympic swimmers on there. Yeah. You had, uh, Orthodox Jews on there. Like, there was a state representative. Yeah, and there was a son, <laughs> a son of a federal judge. Yep. So it's like on, there were there were off-duty police officers. A lot of and those. they killed police. Like it, uh, it just. But that's that's what. But happens. that's not freedom of speech, right? That's that is what, not freedom of speech. Up until the point you you can march up to the Capitol building and be there on the steps and yelling whatever you want. But as soon as you start killing police officers yeah. and destroying, yeah. The state capital then I mean the, the U.S. capital yeah. then the issues are there. Well, there was a, there was an article that I saw that was like, um, you can have a platform like Parler where it's like, you know, everybody who is left-handed should be shot in the head, and you can put that out there. But if you're saying everybody who's at the capital capital today, January sixth at noon, that is in this room, that's left-handed should be shot in the head. That's not okay, no. because it's it's specific. It's talking about a direct plan of action that would lead to violence. But like, just you know, throwing it out there that like, oh, all left-handed people should be shot. Like, that's just that's free. That's somehow protected. I mean, it's a, it's a it's an all you know the, the the Constitution is a living document, right? right. That's what everybody says, and it, it might it maybe needs a little bit of 
refreshing. I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if do. you can say that too loudly that you want the Constitution rewritten. I don't want to rewritten. I think that's what they, I don't want to rewritten. That's what they were storming. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, look, man. I mean, I, I feel like it, it has is, to be updated with the times. Maybe like, you know. Yeah. yeah, they didn't know about the internet when they wrote it, and and you know, like I, I've heard the arguments from the people from Parlor, like, hey, well, we we have a stance that you, we're not going to edit. It's not up to us to edit. If it gets to a point where there is violence that is being encouraged, we take that account down. And their defense, which is not a good defense, is that, like, this happens on Twitter all the time. It happens on Facebook all the time. And, like, why aren't they being... Or how many emails are people sending through Gmail, through Google, that are talking about going and rioting and hurting people, you know? But, I mean, I think that's a desperate sort of reaction none of them should be allowed to do it and they should all do a better job of policing but like you're always going to have this extreme yeah i think one thing people don't realize is it's not the platform it's the people sure and it's like regardless of what platform we create there are going to be those people that have this mob mentality and hate speech that they want to get out yeah so if it's parlor i know they came out with a new one gap and yeah it's always going to be a site something's going to pop up yeah it's never like Oh, this site is so bad. No, the site is just the site. It's yeah. the people that are this is platform, right? Yeah, and then with Parler, what is Apple, Google, and Amazon? Amazon. They all said, "I right, would just hey, not hosting you." Yeah. So what are you? What are you going to do now? So what is it? Just they're, they're online essentially, and you just have you gotta, to- they got to get their own servers, I guess. You know, and then um, you know, it would be up to Congress. It'd be up to government to say whether or not what they're doing is inciting violence. And that, I think that's sort of the the, the line, right? Like, if, if the speech incites violence, it's not freedom of speech. That's what we say with the, the censorship right? as well. You yeah. Know, those kind of go hand in hand with the, say, the suppression of speech, public communications, that is considered object, uh, objectable, harmful, sensitive. So, yeah, if we're talking about any type of violent speech... And direct violence speech, like you right. said. It's not just, oh, we're going to shoot every left-handed right. person. It's, I'm um, be at the Daily Center today at 3 o'clock, right. and if I see anybody wearing... I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. And it's like that, you know, the president, for two more days, was saying, you know, they're not going to steal our country, and we got to show them f- with force. Is that enough? Like, I, I, you know, I don't know. Right. But then you hear all of the protesters saying exactly those words when they're inside the Capitol and they're beating police officers. And, right, you know, right. It was different on Twitter. But when I think when he stood up there on that stage and he was actually in the moment and yep. said, we're going to march down here. Yeah. Like you said, that's you gotta a, show him strength. Yeah, and, that's yeah. a direct threat. That's yeah. not that's no longer. Oh, we're not going to let them take the country back. And I'm just randomly tweeting this out loud. Like, yeah, we're in a situation where. We can go fight right now. Yeah. Close to this building. We can walk down there. So, yeah. Let's go together. I mean, he said, he's like, I'll march with, you know, march. I mean, look, man, just anybody that still believes in what that guy says is. It's crazy. Got to have was, their head examined. But there were millions and millions 70, of people that voted for him. 75 million or something like that. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you never know. Some of those may have seen the events occur and be like, you know what? I'm, this is not what I'm about. I'm just really a Republican. I just vote Republican. Right. That's what I do. Yeah. Then I'm like, I don't know. And then there's others that's like, yeah, I love this. That's it. This, this is, is my energy. country. This, yeah. this is the energy I was hoping for. So Yeah. Yeah, next couple of days are going to be... It's going to be interesting. Yeah, they've boarded up so many state capitals already. It's I like, know. Well, you, I mean, first of all, you still have the pandemic, right? That's right, raging right, right. and not getting better. And I saw something this morning. It was like the anticipation is half a million people are going to die from this. 
which is mind-boggling. And when this first started, we thought it was crazy that 200,000 people might die. And now it's looking like a half minute. It's just, it's I remember we were crazy. In, I still remember when we were joking Rudy Gobert. Yeah, for shutting right. down the NBA, and we're like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna people be sick or whatever." But no, no, it's, it's not getting better, and it's uh, you know, pe- people's patience have if the, if it hasn't already lapsed, it's now it's yeah, I'm, out I'm the one window. of those people, like yeah. I said earlier. Yeah, you got about uh, <laughs> and he's gonna be living outside. Soon. <laughs> hey man, y'all got about the government. Listen up, y'all got about a month and a half. Of yeah, Eddie, of Eddie Sanders following these rules. Wearing his mask, sitting in the and house. What are you going to do then? What are you, I, I'm just going to stand outside and just do whatever I want to do. Mm. I'm probably not going to do It's cold, anything. Eddie. It's I know, cold. but I just got to do something. Man. <laughs> he, he didn't really think this through. Not at all. It's like, I'm just like those dudes who ran to the Capitol building. Yeah. Like, got inside, like, oh, man, why were we I here? should steal a podium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, there, now, there was people that said some laptops and hard drives were stolen. I hope yeah. that's not the case. It, no, it's true, but they've been... I mean, yeah, them? because there's a, you know, there's Pretty sure as soon as you turn that thing on, the, the yeah. boys swoop down on you I instantly. I mean, again, not well thought out. And it's like, what, you know, but it also shows like how they really didn't think they were doing anything wrong. You know, like you're taking yeah. a picture, posting it on social media. Like, hey, I just broke into the Capitol and I'm sitting on Nancy Pelosi's desk. People were taking shits in people's office. Like, yeah. what are that they? That was insane. Yeah. And. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, freedom of speech. Like, uh, like not so much. That's so sedition. We, uh, Hulu has a documentary out, which is weird that it came out so fast. But mm-hmm. they have one out. And it's by ABC. So, of course, they have their correspondence, the people that are on the ground there, and that footage. But half of the footage is social media footage. Yeah. Like, they literally just grab oh, yeah. from all these people that are inside the building. Yeah. It's like, so, yeah, let's get to your point. Like, they really thought that. No, I, cool. I mean, they had, they, I saw something was 140,000 different images on social media of individuals, 140,000 different individuals that have posted from the Capitol. They're all going to get something. Yeah, because, you know... Uh, the, and they all could have been wearing masks. The Capitol has... <laughs> like, Capitol literally has, like, their own server yeah. or cell tower, essentially. Yeah. So once you activate your phone in that, they can just lock in and say... Right. They know everybody that was there based upon... But these dummies, it's like, here was your out. You could have at least made it harder... First, don't post on social. Yeah. But then, like, wear a wear mask. mask. This yeah. is the only time in history where it's okay to wear a mask and walk into a bank or, or you know, like, it's <laughs> it's just insane. Not well thought out. So, yeah, if you see Eddie just hanging out and Logan yeah, just on the me, corner. Just throw me a coffee or something. I'm not uh, homeless. Right. You know, I'm just. It's standing, a lifestyle choice. I'm just standing outside of my home. That's yeah. all. You know? Well, so this is still the Lawyer for Musicians yeah, podcast. We were kind of talking about law a little bit. Oh, know? yeah. And then there was, that, there was that musician that got canceled, apparently. Uh, he was at the rally. His label dropped him. Okay. And then he went on, what's it, uh, Tucker Carlson or whatever, one yeah. of those Fox News shows. Said his life is destroyed. He can't tour. Who, do we know who it is? You don't know. Uh, what's his name? But a major label artist. Major label artist, like... Ariel something, I think. Oh, Ariel Pink. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's not even... I thought he was from South Africa. Anyway. So what is he doing there? Whatever. <laughs> so, so he claims he's being canceled now. Because, like... Good. I was watching... When things like this happen, I make sure to watch all the channels. Yeah. I'm not a fan For of sure. Fox News, but I'll I still Fox. like to see yep. what's going on. And their big thing was... Uh, big tech censorship. Big tech is trying to censor our voice and all that. And it's like... No, man. We're not censoring your views or your opinions. Everybody's free to debate. But when you get to the point of inciting people to 
mob mentality. Like, yeah, like, people die. Back. Like, yeah, like, yeah. honestly, if there was a person that you could say, okay, you are the head of the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. they would be, calls would be going to them a lot more about if they saw one of the Gucci stores getting burned down or some, something happening yeah. that was outside of peaceful protest, they would call that person. They would have to say, hey, man, you got to talk to your, your followers. Since there's no body like that, right. you can't. Nobody takes responsibility either, yeah. But if you're a Trumpster, not even a Republican, but a Trumpster, waving a Trump flag, okay, there's a person that we can go to. This is the head man that's leading and orchestrating this. Right. And I think it's important that, yeah, we have a freedom of speech, but when it gets to a certain level, you got to censor it. Yeah. That's some heavy, heavy stuff to start the year, but that's where we're at, man. This has been... But if you listen to Jasmine Sullivan's album, <laughs> all that goes away. That's right. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Doja just dropped uh, Best Friends with uh, Sweetie. Hey, I was just about to Best say. Best Friend Anthem. Yes, especially for females. We should have played that song to kick this episode You're off right. Because we're best friends. Right. We haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. We're kind of like Sweetie and Doja a little bit. Totally. You know, I mean, we look similar. We look similar. Yeah. We got, our outfits are pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got nice nails today. Ex- hey, see? <laughs> and uh, none of this is disrespect to Sweetie or Doja. No, it is. And shout out to, <laughs> shout out to I'm Quavo. Sorry. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> to Amala, I'm sorry. It's not true. Uh, no, we, you were talking earlier. Oh, hey, now I got to clear that. There we go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Do we got to call Mark Pitts now? Oh, uh, I guess. Uh, hey, shout out to Mark Pitts. Uh he was the president of Urban Music over at RCA Records, and now is the president of RCA Records. So, I think he's one of the presidents. So just one of the presidents. I mean, there's multiple presidents. Yeah, most okay. labels. I think they gave him president and COO. Okay. So awesome. Yeah, I guess this is one of the uh, black squares that <laughs> was posted. <laughs> People actually. <laughs> I know you were wondering what those were going to turn I was, into. I was yeah. waiting for something to happen. So shout out to Mark Pitts. That okay. is what should happen, though. It's like any any industry label or publisher or whatever that posted one of those, they should fill that square with, with a, a person of color. Person that, color. Yeah, that, yeah, that took a leadership role. That's show, not a bad move. Show us something, because, you know, like I said earlier, we, it was the summertime and a lot of money was yep. pledged. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I know we're still in a pandemic, but... And it's Martin Luther King Day, so it's kind of appropriate, yeah, right? Definitely appropriate Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, government agencies wishing Martin Luther King a happy birthday and they were responsible for his death? Uh, really? That's what you want to ask me right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> We talk about publishing or oh, something. Yeah, we go, well, I'll say my perspective on it. It's kind of a question I threw out to answer myself. Okay. I, what do you think, Eddie? I hate it. Yeah. I don't see how you can <laughs> orchestrate the death of a man, the yeah. assassination of a man, and then turn around 30 years later and say, oh, happy birthday. You're a great man. Thank you for your words of wisdom. You've done so much for but what, the country. What if they did not? What if they didn't say anything? You think that's more appropriate? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, that's like George Zimmerman coming out and being like, Yo, happy birthday, Trayvon. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's like, Not come funny. on, man. Yeah. Or, or the guys in Cleveland, come here, Rice. Happy birthday to me. Like, no, just be quiet. Yeah. You've done your thing. Just yeah. sit this one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, leave it up to us to, to honor the, it's true. the king. So. Okay. I, I just had to throw that out there, but we can talk about publishing now. No, no, I mean, you know? it's, it's fine. Uh, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> no, but we do got to talk about these catalogs, and, and I'm wondering. It's crazy. I mean, this has been happening for the last two years, I would say, where there is, uh, you know, 
the way maybe we, we break it down, right? Like publishing um, is something that is everybody thinks they need a publishing deal. Everybody thinks there's so much money in publishing, and and you know if you own the Beatles catalog, there is a bunch of money in, in publishing. If you're an independent artist, it's important to always track your publishing and try to collect as much as you can. But like you're not going to get rich. You know you have a hundred thousand streams on a song, like that's not much for mechanical royalties. So. You know, and there's two sides to publishing. There's the writer side and the publisher side. If you sign a publishing deal, the publisher side gets split up between you and the publisher. But you always always maintain your writer side. Remember that, kids. Always maintain your writer share. Unless you sell it for a shit ton of money. And that is a technical term, shit ton. So over the last couple of years, publishers have been scooping up catalogs. Uh valuable catalogs you know or well-known famous catalogs from singers like uh stevie nicks bob dylan you know michael jackson's catalog has been bought and sold several times um i just saw like jimmy Iovine. yeah yeah but that's that's more recent so and, and bob dylan's was was more recent and stuff so and they're paying a crazy amount bob dylan's was was purchased for a reported 400 million dollars I mean, he's one of the best songwriters of all time. So if there's going to be someone that gets that kind of money, it makes sense. Um, but there's, you know, there are others, I think like Shakira just sold hers for 20 million or something like that. And so the, the, I, the, I have had conversations with publishers, specifically publishers that are buying up catalogs. They're getting investment bank money. It's not the publishers. I mean, if, if you're talking about universal publishing, which is a publicly traded company, they've got plenty of money. They can go and scoop up all sorts of different things. But like the primary waves of the world, which are buying up well-known old catalogs, they're a great business and they make a lot of money, but they can't. I mean, throwing around 20, 40 million, 60 million at a time to buy up catalogs is a lot of money. So that money is coming from venture capitalists who have marked music publishing as a long-term play. So artists, you turn around and you're you're an artist, somebody like Shakira, who has, you know, she's wealthy, I would think. I don't know her personal bank accounts or anything like that, but she's a famous musician and has been for a long time and has had some huge hits. Why would she sell her catalog for $20 million, you know, if it's worth so much over time? I think personally, it's because she can do more with that $20 million now. It's going to take her years and years to, to earn 20, 20. Yeah. So like, if you're good with your money and you take it and you want some sort of, or, or you're Bob Dylan, like why would Bob Dylan who never sponsors anything and has never sold out or any, why would he do that? Well, he's 80 or somewhere around I 80. I was thinking the same thing. Like that it, 300 million, they're like, even if it's, oh, what about his family? He can... Well, that's a legacy. That's a lot of money, you know, and and that is, you know, if if he wants to set up a foundation, if he wants to do other work or whatever it is, you know, use that money and build something bigger off of it. Because then on the flip, the state might not understand music like that. So now you're leaving this catalog to your grandkids. Exactly. They're like, I don't know what to do with a publishing catalog, but I know what to do. Well, look at like Prince, you know, like he, he dies unexpectedly and there's 20 people fighting over his publishing royalties and you know there's been um bob marley's estate was always fighting over publishing royalties and and you know it it makes it makes sense i i you look at it in 2021 and it's like why would you pay that much i know how hard it is for publishers to make money in the streaming world because they had been making the statutory rate um on every sale 
which is the mechanical rate, it's 9.1 cents in the US for every download or every sale of a CD, a physical copy. For streaming, it's a fraction of that. So they're not making money hand over fist like the, the labels are on the streaming platforms, but licenses pay really well. You know, public performance still pays publishers decently. So it, it's a long game for these investment so do you, bankers. Do you think uh, with the with so much more content coming out with Hulu, Netflix, and all that, do you think these investors are looking at publishing and saying, okay? That's where that long, where that end game is, because we understand that there are more movies, more TV shows. There's gonna be a lot more licenses that have to go out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I think so. I think it, it, it. It's also they're not in a huge rush for a quick return. You know, where it's it, it's not like buying stock on the you know on the exchanges. It's like okay, we can we have this catalog, hmm. and we we just build it over time, and they're trusting the publishers to monetize it best way that they can so if you're a guy like bob dylan mm-hmm. and you have control of your catalog so you're able to say no to different placements once you sell that no now longer. that company has the right to yeah even put you on the trunk because they're bu- something like that i think so i you know i haven't seen one of these deals personally but i, I i'm they're buying full control yeah, you know I they're buying i think they're buying the writer's side i would imagine i mean there was one conversation i had early on with a, a major investment bank about a client's um catalog and they needed both sides so it was like you're done or as the writer you're done you don't earn a penny this off of that one check and this big is- check you better figure out what to do with it you know um so you know i i don't see the trend stopping and the way these things tend to go it's like the lay the publishers get competitive with each other you know so it's like oh you just got bob dylan well i'm gonna go get paul mccartney you know it's some that that's gonna happen for a while yeah because like once you saw i saw the la read yeah, Jimmy Iovine happened because at first I thought it was just like musicians. Not to say L.A. Reid and Jimmy Iovine aren't musicians there. Yeah, most of their success has been on the executive side. So right. I didn't even think about their catalogs and how much ownership oh, they had in center. I'm like, wait, oh wow. Yeah, I mean Jimmy Iovine produced all of Bruce Springsteen. So you know, I mean he's he's had a career. Yeah, but I'm thinking he even has percentages in some of those artists under the sure. exec side. Yep. So yeah, I wonder how that works out if you if you're selling off your whole catalog and you only own percentages of certain songs. What happens to that record now? Like, well, I mean, it's so instead of going to to Jimmy for clearance or whoever is publisher with you, you go to the new one. Out. Yeah, it's just like signing a publishing deal. So I mean, it, it it's it's crazy to me, but it's like also, like I said, it kind of makes sense because they get competitive with each other, and yeah. so they're I I think they're overpriced. I think it's I think it's kind of insane how they're overpriced, but they're also people that are much smarter than me that have been running numbers on this and figuring it out. It's the same way Spotify has been spending all this money on podcasting. Like they spent almost a billion dollars on podcasting just because it was the rush. Right. But it hasn't shown much of a return. Where is our check from Spotify? And I need to hit them up and see what's going on. I think I got the address wrong. We're cheap. I mean, like. I I put street instead of avenue. So uh, I'm probably confused. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. You know, so. The post office is having a lot of problems. Yeah, and then we got to, can't say that around Don because, you know, we got to get our percentage in. Oh, right. Don. Well, he's not listening anyway. Yeah, he never listening. does. Not at all. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, Don. Uh, anyway, so that's been, that's been sort of in the news and kind of um, just interesting to me because it's rare when it's looked at that, you know, publishers are paying too much. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, Willing to, I'm waiting to see one of these from an active artist. Mm-hmm. You know, because even like the Dream was one of the newer artists, but he's not really making music like that anymore. No. So I'm waiting to see like a Kendrick or a Drake, 
if they make this move while they're still hot and still making music, if they're going to sell off that catalog and what that would look yeah. like. Because, you know, right now it's been the Neil Young's, Bob Dylan's. Right. A lot of it's a legacy ones. catalog yeah, set, so you know? Yeah, so I wonder what's going to happen when you start messing with these up-and-coming or new artists, essentially. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that's been interesting. Yeah. What What else musically has been... Uh, um, happening. He saw some Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, man. Oh, man. You got, are you getting paid by her? What's going Not on? Not at all. But you know, I feel like if you, I said it three times, and it's like Candyman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna appear. She's just gonna appear singing. Oh, giving okay. us some nice runs. Okay. But uh, musically, I'm just getting ready for for this year, man. I feel like the artists that I work with, they're super eager to get back out touring. Yeah. Trying to figure that out. They want to release music. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of great music this year because last year a lot of artists sat on albums thinking, oh, I don't want to put this out right? because I can't tour it. They're not going to wait another year regardless. No, they can't. So, yeah. I think you're right. And I think that it's like the artists have been at home, you know, and like uh, I know it's easy to just play video games and do nothing for a while, but eventually the creati- creativity needs to come out. And I think like for some of my artists that are producers – the whole Zoom idea of doing a, a session, you know, virtually was so like foreign and didn't feel right and they missed that. But now it's like, well, man, that's the only way to do it. Right. So now they're cranking them out. Um, so yeah, I, I think, and anytime there's some huge event, there's usually good music that comes out of it, you know, and I think the pandemic. And, I just don't want to hear uh, any sick like COVID. Bars or anything <laughs> related to Corona. A lot COVID. of quarantine lines in, yeah. in rap right now, for sure. Leave leave that to, um, leave that to Pusha T. And let yeah. them come up with the clever COVID lines, and then everyone follows suit. I don't want to hear yeah. a bunch of Corona bars. Yeah. yeah. I think um, one other thing we were talking about was the fact that it seems like there are A&Rs that are not A&Rs. Yeah. I don't or, even think... I, I mean, there are A&Rs, but it's like... An no, A&R, all right, well, whatever. <laughs> there are kids that like music. I, I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they like lot. music and they're uh, interested in the business side of things, I'll say that. Yeah, and it's it, and it's a, a foot in the door. So one thing I think labels are doing in a smart way is that they're grabbing these kids that are like living on the internet and finding out who's next. And I mean, I'm guilty. I don't know if guilty is the right word, but like I'm trying to do the same thing with a publishing company it's like find somebody who's listening to what's next because that's how you go and sign someone and you don't pay a lot for them and it's a good investment right so uh we have an artist that we're working with put a song out wound up on spotify's fresh finds first song like cover all that stuff i'd love to take credit for it i had nothing to do with it just happened it's cool okay yeah cool i had a lot to do with it so uh anyway that that is that's like the golden ticket for A&Rs. They see that and they're like, oh, well, that must be a hit. That's, that's next. Right. Yeah. I got to go sign that, whoever that is. And that's, I don't know if that's their marching orders or what, but it's like you get, you get an email and this is not, I, I'm not saying this negatively because it's great. And I don't want any of these A&Rs that have been approaching us to be like, you're a piece of shit. You know, we talk <laughs> crap. Like, because I, I don't, I, it's, I would do the same thing if I were them, but it's like, it's almost like there's an A&R playbook. Right, and they're like, okay, I found a song on Fresh Finds. I gotta find the manager, and I'm gonna write this same email <laughs> that Kevin I've written. Email, yeah, like... I've been. I found you on Fresh Finds. I love your vibe. What else are you working on? I'd love to hear it. Can we set up a call? And it's like, very nice. And then you 
Now it's all Zoom, right? And it's like, you're not flying anywhere to take these meetings. And the A&Rs will get contacted from three A&Rs from the same label. So they're not talking to so each no other. So communication right. They're just... And then, well, which one do I go to? <laughs> you know, like, who, Who's going to actually help yeah. me out here? Like, so, and then you go on a Zoom and you bring the artist on and it's like the most awkward thing. And it's like, you're not going to play them new music yet. If you're smart, you know, you're not going right. to just play. Like, what if your new music isn't ready or it's not that good? I, you know, there's all these things to consider, but I'm not trying to complain about it. It beats nobody coming after you. But it just seems like that's the formula, right? That it's like you hire these young, you know, kids that are, are on top of what's next. Maybe they are on top of it. Maybe they're not. Is it they just know how to research? I mean, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what's the research there? Because it's like uh, I, I it's, it's subscribe a, to follow Fresh Finds. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's such a numbers game now. Like, right. As opposed to, oh, I just went to the Metro and I saw this amazing band. Yeah. I'm going to try and sign them off of their sound. True. Now it's. I just saw you hit a hundred million monthly listeners. Oh, you have seven thousand in this seven thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all numbers driven. So right. it's like they know how to research, they can find those numbers and then they just It's not hard. You know, it, and but then it's like when you're on the opposite side and you're taking all of these calls, what differentiates them? You know, like which ones are the best fit and then you know, you could really get along well with your A&R, but then you come to find that, well, they're a and ring for three other labels right now. Like, they're not even on salary. They just get to use that title, and then if they find someone that gets signed, they get a piece. Right. And that's kind of the formula. When you think of A&R, because I think we have to educate our listeners as well, what is it that you assume is the job of an A&R? To find something that's already buzzing, bring it to your superiors at a label get them signed get them to give you money to then sign the artist and then after that bring records to the artist you're supposed to be bringing, theoretically you're supposed to be bringing records to the artist i got this producer got that producer somewhat of a liaison yeah with the label no you i mean you and know. that and that truthfully it's like when you're deciding if you're in that situation you're deciding which label to go with yeah that's your main point of contact you know and it's like that's who you develop your project with. You know, you need a feature, you go to your A&R. You want to decide, well, I'm not sure about this song versus this song. That's who you talk to at the label. And then they have to answer to the, you know, the C-level executives. But that's that's what they're supposed to be doing. So maybe we're looking at the track record. What records have they done in the past? What is their ear like? Because if they're, if they're young, like what? how do they feel about music? Because that yeah. goes back to that numbers thing. I can't listen to a guy that only knows data. You gotta, right. you know, you gotta teach me how to, what record is gonna help move people. Right. Know? So we're in a situation now where anybody can be an A&R technically. It's a freelance position that you can have. You can discover new talent. You can try and get people signed. But what are you really trying to do with this position? Right. And are you just doing this to try and get your foot in the door? For sure. You know, <laughs> you know and, and I mean, and it's like once you've had your foot in the door, like if you are a successful A&R, you know, that's your path to, to an executive, executive yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, then you can have your own imprint within there because you've done it. You've replicated the model and you know how to identify talent. But, you know, you need the full system of, of pieces in place to, to do that. So, yeah, it's inter- it's, a, it's a weird scenario because it's like a lot of times this is your introduction to a label. And most of the times that A&R isn't going to be there when you end up signing. Yeah. They, right? I mean, it's like a revolving the door. and crazy. Yeah. 
So then it comes down to like, well, who are you? To? It's your project manager. It's really who who is in charge of your project at the label that you're going to talk to every single day and who your management is going to talk to all the time to figure out budgets and figure out the rollout and, you know, deal with appearances and all that kind of stuff. So in a sense, A&Rs almost are doing these things to get their name up. It's not like, oh, I want to make this crazy Dozier Sweetie record. I want to be the one that made this record happen so people start following me more. So now they're yeah. almost trying to be artists themselves. I think that's that's part of it. I think so. I mean, because it is a clear path of like, if you bring in some superstars, you're going to get your own label. I think that there's, you know, I don't want to cut on on the position too much. Like there are A&Rs that are amazing, you yeah. know, and they're like, oh, you know who would be good on this song? This person. And they're right. And if they're like, well, your sound is off, you need to listen to this or you need it. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what you're you know, historically what A&Rs did and it was a really important job. I think it's been watered down because like, like you said, you don't have to go to shows to find out who's hot at all and you haven't had to in years, you know? So yeah, it's like, who's the best at data mining almost? Yeah. Cause we have, we have one of the homies. I won't say his name cause the, the ink isn't dry yet, but he was definitely bringing a lot of projects to, to a major, uh, probably like three or four projects in 2020 to this label. And in 2021, they said, you know what? We're going to make you an exec over here in our urban music department. Set you up with your own little situation. Because he's shown a, pro- a track record of mm-hmm. bringing good projects to the label. The la- projects being fruitful for the label. So they're like, all right. Not only does he understand the number side of it, he has a good ear for what's hot out there. Yeah. Let's give him another position. So yeah, we're not trying to bash A&Rs in any sense. Because no. you know that is an is honorable position. But... We do have to call it out, especially being on like an app like Clubhouse, where everybody says there is an A and R. We gotta we gotta call the bullshit when we see it. Yeah, you know? like, and and also like as an artist, if if someone tells you they're an A and R, and then they tell you they need to get paid, like no red flag. <laughs> that is not maybe they're a freelance A and R or something, but A and Rs should be getting paid from the label, right. and they get you know maybe they get a point on the album something like that it should never come out of the so if you're, if you're a freelance A&R you could just get percentages on that yeah. project and that's a lot of times you'll get like a consulting fee and then you're exclusive to whoever that is whatever you know if it's a label or a publisher that's paying you um, or it's a salary you know and then if you're so you technically can't be an A&R if you don't have a publishing company right. or a label that you're reporting back to. Pretty much. I mean, that's how I would define it. It's like, well, right, then you and I are A&Rs. You know, it's like anybody <laughs> listening to music that has a good idea about it could be an A&R. Look, I think that's where the distinction has to come yeah. into play. And artists making sure you understand the connections that that A&R says they have. And right. Who, and actually checking that out because if they're just a guy that's been searching on YouTube and they want to make you a star... Uh, I don't know. Let's make sure you got right. something to help me get there first. Yeah, and it's kind of messed up that that's like your first, like I said, it's your first entry into a label is with an A&R who discovers you, you know, and then you have to figure out, like, when it comes down to it, most of the majors and all their subsidiaries, there's all these different divisions of, of majors. They're all going to be offering you pretty much the same thing. It really isn't, you know, they're, they're going to be indie labels that offer you a license rather than full ownership of masters, but like, the end of the day they're gonna offer you creative control they're gonna promise you you know they're gonna release your music by this date and this date they're gonna work with you and and then it's the size of the check and so it's really who you're comfortable working with you know so super important let's remember that guys it's about the people you surround yourself with yep always always because like 
you can even get in with deal terms and all that. Like I'm always telling people, I've seen what you would consider a bad deal work out great for a person just mm -hmm. because the label loved them and really was fighting for them, supported them. And then I've seen deals that look amazing on paper just go to total shit because the people over at the label didn't want to help them or just didn't want to give extra effort so it's like true yeah it's all about those people you're working with understanding how they vibe i hate using that word but it's true like how they vibe yeah so, yeah just and then knowing that most label professionals are on some sort of contract so that they may not be there in two years yeah you know so true. yeah no doubt how you feeling don feel so well informed that's, see, that's, that's what i love to hear man i mean we we pay him to say that so true true probably not enough a yeah. shit ton is josh myself <laughs> <laughs> no that's been good so we got a little talk about a little music yeah talked about a little politics the current events uh no sports because the bears are out vikings are out yeah uh tony russo is <laughs> back to the future is the Sox coach you guys are gonna be fine no we're not no they're gonna be good like you don't think so i mean the team is gonna be great but you can't have such a young talented latin and black team with a racist with white the, yeah, <laughs> we're bringing grant torino in as the manager oh like, yeah nobody wants clint eastwood in that account, <laughs> so it's like no man <laughs> we'll see how that experiment works <laughs> exactly out. yeah so yeah maybe uh oh did you hear about march madness it's all in Indiana. Yeah, that might be kind of cool. That'll be cool. Yeah, they're playing in the gym where uh, Hoosiers was filmed. Oh, okay. So, so that'll be cool. And with it, hey, I told you they got a month left for me, so March Madness, you might see me. You should head in to Indiana. You should probably start walking out. I don't know if I should walk. I can bike, though. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, mean, I might go try and check out some games, though, because I feel I, like... They're not going to let anybody in. Anybody? It's going to be a bubble situation. Yeah. Oh, that's weak. I thought they was in Indiana because Indiana doesn't have many. Rules. No, I think even Indiana <laughs> is like no, no public gatherings. All right, man. They should move it to Florida. Just then. go get the vaccine. I don't know about all that, man. I oh, just, you're not gonna take it? I might. I don't know. Come on. We all gotta take it. My theory is if enough people take the vaccine, stop enough it. People have I know where COVID, you're headed. Come on, Eddie. I'm good. I'm right there in that no. safe ground. No, go ahead no. And get it. Yeah, get it. All right. I mean, we're not the first now. Like, we won't be the first people. True. So if something goes wrong or the people become zombies, like, you're going to find yeah, out. Yeah, I watch too many movies. Seriously. I Am Legend has me haunted. The fact that all those zombies came from yeah. the vaccine. That's a movie. Yeah. I know. It's but a it fiction. It's so piece. real. Yeah. Did you see Will Smith's performance? Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, I was so captivated. I was like, you, you know wanna, what? <laughs> you want to be Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't. I wouldn't last as Will Smith. I don't know enough about science. No. Nor is my tactical skills that great. You need, you need a dog. Don't have a dog. Like. Yeah, you're screwed. You got a crossbow. That's you, only got a couple you do? of arrows. You want to pick it up this week? What do you got a crossbow <laughs> for? For the zombies? Hey, man, I'm just just got to be prepared. Home protection. Home protection. That does not seem like the weapon to, to use. Because if I say I got guns, then the police will try to run in my house or something. So I'm going to just say I got crossbows. If you say you got a crossbow, somebody else is going to run up in your crib. That's what I'm saying. Would you really run into the house of somebody with a crossbow? No. That's something that you don't want to run up against. Because you don't would, know yeah. if that man is a crossbow assassin or not. So, yeah. True. Man, we are. P protect yourselves, man. We are on some tangents. Two weeks of water, two weeks of non-perishable food. <laughs> <laughs> so, Where are you going to store charger? all of that when you're living outside? 
Oh no! If if <laughs> apocalypse really happens, and I'm going back in the house. Oh, okay. That's when I'm, I'm gonna look up in the sky, and then the mushroom cloud comes. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Maybe it's time for me to mm-hmm. go back inside now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm already prepared. And you'll be fine because you're the only one that doesn't get vaccinated, so you'll be alive. Me yeah. and Chelsea be. Me and Chelsea be good. Yeah. You know? We'll be looking at everybody else running around like zombies. Yeah. I told you guys. <laughs> <laughs> told you it was water no it's vaccines alright so Don's telling us we're out of time uh, <laughs> he didn't even say anything I'm looking right at him <laughs> no but he yeah. texted me he's like man we gotta cut off Eddie no but once I go into my uh, zombie rants it's definitely time to wrap up yeah but I do have one more rant okay and this is for the people over at the Chicago Reader if you ever come out with a list talking about voting for best lawyer or best music podcast or best podcast and I don't see Sanders or Kaplan on there, we're going to have some issues. I saw that. You texted me that. I didn't I didn't recognize any of them. And this is no disrespect to any of the people on there. That's all I'm but saying. There but was, there was like one person that was listed three times or something. It was weird. Now, there's one of the more guys. Than, there's more than three lawyers in Chicago that deal with music. Like, come on. Like, so I'm just saying, Chicago Reader, you don't want to have any smoke with us. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's get this figured out. This man has a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next year. I want to see some Kaplan or some Sanders on these lists. Cause I kind of prefer being under the radar, man. You do? Yeah. But you won Manager of the Year, though. I didn't win Manager of the Year. What are you talking about? She, Doja was Best New Artist. So in theory, okay. I got it. I you got are the it. best hitmaker. So that that's something. You got a hitmaker award? Yeah. See? That's what I'm talking about. Did you say Best Manager? No. Oh, just said hitmaker? Just, I'm just a hitmaker. Oh, you're oh, so you're like an influencer tastemaker now. I don't know. Variety sent something. Variety did this. Oh, can we get some air horns from a man getting a variety <laughs> shout out? Pew, 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 pew. Anyway, no man, that's good stuff though. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I've been joking about the manager of the year, but you actually got an award. That's yeah, yeah, one. Maybe we award. should start uh, an award show for execs and stuff. Like give out uh, manager of the year, lawyer of the year, yeah, engineer of the year. Shout out Elton. What about Don? He's sitting right there. We got to shout out Elton. He got packs. <laughs> and then Don be charging us too much. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, okay. But no, we gave Don his shout out in the whole, uh, had a whole uh, episode about engineers, making sure engineers get their points. True. And, all that, and Don, know? I mean, I got Don coming to some sessions this week. See? Yeah. Shout out Don, though, for real. Thank you, bro. And I know we're, thanks, wrap, thanks, we're wrapping man. up. Yeah. I know you got to get more important clients in here to get paid. Record. Who's more <laughs> important than you guys? Nobody. That's what I'm saying. Hey, apparently Chicago Rita doesn't know. <laughs> 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 All right. Thank you. But guys, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if we didn't say it before, we are the Lawyers for Musicians podcast. Yep. Um, and we're going to put this We're gonna put this on all platforms and then look for us on Clubhouse yep. too. Like right under all of those forums about how to make millions yeah, without how to, actually working. Yeah, how to working. turn $6 into a million dollars. Yeah. All those different forums. Yeah. We actually have a club on Clubhouse. If you search for Lawyers for Musicians, you can find our club. Yeah. So that you can get the notifications anytime we, we pop up on Clubhouse. There you so, go. Cool. All right, guys. You be safe out there and uh, peace. Peace. Peace.